0: If you're listening to this during office hours on Monday, you can think of me sitting at a large table engaged in deep discussion about dividends, internal controls and appetites for risk. With me will be my fellow directors of an FTSE 100 company, 11 of us in all, 9 men and 2 women. I've just punched the numbers into my calculator and so can confirm that our board is 18.181818% female. This is pretty good compared with the average FTSE 100 company, which is a more slender 12.5%. But it's not good enough. Last Thursday, David Cameron said he wanted to see all boards of big companies 25% female by the year 2015. For me personally, this hunger for women directors is a thoroughly good thing. It's nice being a non-exec, and it's even nicer being on a board where I'm not in a minority of one. Having another woman to accompany me to the ladies' loo during what the chairman refers to as comfort breaks is a pleasure not to be underrated. If, in time, we are joined by a third, then that will be jollier still. But from a business point of view, this obsession with women on board seems all wrong. The two of us, by virtue of our sex, have had no tangible effect on shareholder value in our four years in the job. That's not because we're seen as token women to whom no one listens. It is because the role of the non-exec is an odd one. We grapple with corporate governance and try to give sound advice and guard against calamity. But we don't run the business. At least in good times, I sometimes think we're less important than the women on the phones in the call centres. They're the ones who are actually making the money. The hot debate should not be about boardroom quotas versus voluntary codes of conduct. It shouldn't be about the boardroom at all, or at least not about the non-executives. What matters are the women on the staff and making sure that the good ones get to the top. Whether there are one, two or three female non-execs who pitch up a few times a year for board meetings strikes me as a peculiar thing to get into such a stew about. A while ago I asked the men who were on our board in its earlier all-male days how much difference it made having two women around. They hummed and hawed for a bit and said that we approached things in a slightly different way and that we were a good example to women lower down the company. I'm not sure about either point. It is, of course, vital that board members don't all jump to identical conclusions about everything. But in my experience, gender is less important than profession a male journalist and a male accountant probably take more sharply opposing positions on business issues than do, say, a male and a female accountant. And as for the role model thing, that's even more doubtful. In my day job as a journalist, I'm not remotely inspired by the one female non-exec on the board of Pearson, which owns the FT. In fact, I've just had to Google her to find out her name but the fact that our chief executive is a woman is another matter altogether. I do find that inspiring, in an abstract kind of way. Equally, I don't kid myself that my own inanely grinning face in the annual report is a good example to the bright, ambitious women working in the company on whose board I serve. I'm happy to say that there are rather a lot of them, and that they were doing rather well long before I came along. Not only is the fuss over women non-execs beside the point, it may end up being counterproductive. Many of the news stories last week named and shamed the companies with no women on their boards. Now all these companies need do to stop such stories is to ship in a couple of vaguely plausible female non-execs, which is an awful lot easier than changing anything important, such as how they treat their women managers. You could say that it's the job of the female non-execs to insist that women are faring well in the business. But it shouldn't work like that. It shouldn't be up to a particular non-exec to represent a particular group of employees. It is their job to represent the shareholders. And if it's in the interests of shareholders to have more women in senior executive positions, then it's the job of the whole board, whatever sex they might be, to make sure that happens. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be.